Farming to the overflow. From farming to the overflow. Second Kings chapter number four. Second Kings, sorry, chapter number seven. Second Kings chapter number seven, verse one. The Bible says that then Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord, for thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time. Somebody say tomorrow about this time. Or say it like you mean it. Say tomorrow about this time. A sheet of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two sheets of barley for a shekel at the gates of Samaria. So the officer on whose hand the king leaned answered and said to the man, answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, uh, could this be? Could this thing be? And he said, In he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Hallelujah. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they sat, they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we are, if we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, where we shall die there. If we say here, if we sit here, we shall also die. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall only die. Hallelujah. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. Their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent and ate and drank, and carried from it silver, gold, and clothing, and went and hid them. And they came back and entered another tent, and carried some from there also, and went and hid it. And then they said to one another, we are not doing right. This is a day of good news, and we remain silent. If we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now, therefore, come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the gatekeepers, called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, saying, we, want, we went to the Syrian camp and surprisingly, no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied, and the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out, and they told it to the king's household inside. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. From famine to the overflow. 
I think the, the choir was in, 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 in the spirit when they sang the song. First it was fragrance, then it turned to fire. Hallelujah. Sometimes we only see the miracle of God's handiwork in times of hardship. In times of trouble, that is when the strength of God is made perfect. The scripture says that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. If you want to see the strength of God, if you want to see the hand of God, if you want to see God's power, it is when things are difficult. It is when things are hard, that is when he comes alive upon us. That is why Psalm 23 verse 5 says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. In other words, where your enemies are. That is where God's favor is. In other words, where is, there is difficulty, God's overflowing blessing is there. Where there is luck, God's overflowing blessing is there. Where there are sicknesses, that is where you find God's strength. Where there are diseases, that is where God shows himself strong. Hallelujah. Where there is weaknesses, that is when God shows himself strong. When you are under siege, that is when God's power is made available. Hallelujah. How many will agree with me that the world is under siege? How many will agree with me that you yourself, your finances are under some... Hallelujah. How many can understand? And, and, and you, you don't have to lift up your hand, but you can see in your life that there, is some, there are some enemies around. COVID-19 is an enemy. Not only to our health, but to our pockets as well. Um, I'm not getting any amens here. But, uh, but uh, I mean, not only to, to our health, but our pockets, to our visions. Some of us, our visions have not have been curtailed because of this disease. Hallelujah. And so, we, we, are, we are all sitting in a place of disaster, in a place of famine like these four leprous men. They were sitting in a place that had nothing. Syrian army had come and had besieged the city and made it to have a famine because no trade could take place. No one could go. No one could come. The borders were closed. If you want to travel these days, it's not as easy as it used to be. No one can come. No one can go. And so there is a famine in the land. And everything is so difficult. Everything is so hard. Everything is so stressful. And here appears the prophet. Somebody say the prophet. Here appears the prophet, and the prophet Elisha says that, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Someone say, Hear ye the word of the Lord. I'm going to give us at least seven steps into our overflow. Seven steps into our overflow. The first step is that, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Someone say, Hear ye the word of the Lord. See, sometimes the word of God is difficult to hear, especially when situations and circumstances are so hard. When things are difficult, you can hear everything but the word of God. It's so easy to hear difficult news. 
It's so easy to hear that somebody has just died. It's so easy to hear that somebody has just lost their job. It's so easy to hear that some bad things have has happened. In difficult situations, people don't accept the word of God easily. Hallelujah. But that is when we need the word of God more than ever before. In a difficult situation, that is when we meet the word of God. So when Elisha comes and he says that, hear ye the word of the Lord, it was a good, good uh, uh, thing that we had the prophet to speak to us. Hallelujah. Because we know that when Satan comes, he comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. When God comes, he comes to bring life. And not only does he come to bring life, but he comes to bring overflowing life. Life abundant. So when we hear the word of God, you see, anytime you hear the word of God, you have seen God himself. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was what? God. So when you hear the word of God, you have seen God. When you hear the word of God, God has been introduced to the situation. So when the prophet comes and says, hear ye the word of God, he says that God has now appeared on the scene. Hallelujah. And he said, tomorrow about this time. Somebody said, tomorrow about this time. He said, tomorrow about this time, a sheet of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, and two sheets of barley shall, shall be sold for, two, for, 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 for a shekel. What he's saying is that tomorrow about this time will be an overflow. Amen. Hallelujah. He says tomorrow about this time, I'm going to cause an overflow to happen. I missed the famine. I missed disaster. I missed the hard time. Tomorrow about this time, God is going to bring your blessing. So when we, he, we enter into a month and it is declared that this is the month of the overflow, it is not a mistake. Hallelujah. Because God knew what he was doing when he said that September is going to be our month of overflow. Amidst difficulties, he is going to show up. And when he shows up, he brings... You see, God is a God of suddenly. Have you ever read in the Bible, suddenly? Suddenly. There appeared. Suddenly. Book of John... The Gospel of John always likes to talk about immediately, suddenly, immediately. Then it happened. Hallelujah. Because God is a God of, a, of sudden movement. He can suddenly transform your life. He can suddenly change everything about you. He, all he needs is a sudden moment. So the prophet comes and the prophet says that tomorrow about this time, Tomorrow about this time. Not in the next few years. Not in the next few months. Tomorrow about this time. God is going to change your sleeping place. And give you a better place. How many know that you are just one phone call away from a great blessing you never thought possible? It's just one phone call away. It's just one phone call away. The problem we have is that we as Christians, we don't have a good expectation of God's blessings. We don't expect the word to be made manifest in our lives. It is okay to expect bad things. How many know that 
as you are there, you haven't really thought about it. But if they called you and said that somebody very close to you is dead, as shocking as it sounds, it won't shock you. You know that it's, it's, it's part of it can happen. How come you can't know that suddenly God can prosper you? How come that one is not something that you think about? You think about you, somebody dying. You think about, you know, sometimes when you see a phone call from a certain place, immediately your mind is, mm. how many know what I'm talking about? Because you expect that certain phone calls, especially at certain times of the day, means something. It means bad news. How many know what I'm talking about? And you expect it. But when your phone is ringing, you don't suddenly say, good news. My million is coming. He's coming to propose. No, it doesn't occur to you. What occurs to you is bad news. Hallelujah. But the prophet came and said that tomorrow about this time, your life is going to change. All the hunger will cease. All the famine will disappear. It doesn't have to rain for the famine to disappear. It doesn't have to have a change of weather. But even with the same weather that you are in, there can be a harvest. Hallelujah. And the, 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 the Bible says that and the kings, the, the officer on whose shoulder or bosom the, the king leaned on. Verse 2. Is it verse 2? Verse 3. Verse 2, and so an officer on whose hand the king leaned on answered and said, man of God, man of, somebody say man of God. Man of God. Look, somebody say look. No, no, I want in the K, look. When somebody's talking to you and they go look, it means they want to tell you something. Man of God, Look. Even if God was to open the windows of heaven and pour out a supernatural blessing, can these things be? The second step to enjoying the overflow is to be able to confront the officer and shut him down. Hallelujah. Because he prepares a table before us in the presence of these people. The people who don't believe that you can be married. The people who don't believe that you can have a child. The people that, who don't believe that you can prosper. The people who don't believe that you can land a job that is, that is your wildest uh, dream job. They don't believe. Can anything good happen to this person? Can anything good come from this place? Can you too prosper? If everybody is driving a brand new car, can you also drive a brand new car? We know you. We know where you come from. We know your mother and father. Can you also live in a brand new house? Have you, all, have you not lived in five people in a room all, all your life? So, you see, that man's voice 
is the voice of circumstance. Somebody say voice of circumstance. Sometimes the officer is not a human being by your circumstances. Sometimes your background speaks against God's blessings over your life. Eh, how many of your sisters have married? Even your aunties, how many of them ever got married? And your grandparents, how many of them do you know has ever walked down the aisle wearing white? Are you not a, 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 a clan of concubines? See, sometimes we, we come to church and we are, the, the pastor is declaring a, a blessing and, and he's declaring all those type of things and people are receiving. But you, your mind is telling that, mm -mm. your background is telling you that, mm -mm -mm. Your history, history of your family is telling that. Mm, 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 mm. Your current situation, you have just received an evict eviction notice. And then somebody is saying that you are going to own a brand new house. Even the room you are saying, by the time you get home, your kids will be outside. Uh, how many have ever. Uh, gone through that experience before. You went out. When you came, your things were outside. I remember one day, I went to work. When I came, my things were in black bags sitting on the porch. I tell you, that day I slept on the train station. And it was the middle of winter. Very cold. When I got home, My own brother, my own blood brother, locked the door, changed the locks, and left. Hallelujah. Sometimes circumstances can tell you that nothing good can happen to you. Because when you remember how they put your things in a black bag, and somebody comes to stand there and say that tomorrow by this time you receive a brand new key, he said, You don't know what you are talking about. <laughs> You are going to eat some food and you are coming to give some stupid prophecies. Man of God, man of God, listen, man of God, look, look, man of God. Even if the heavens will open and we see God's face, are you sure that there will be a harvest, an overflow with that rain? Tomorrow, 24 hours. So you come to church and say, everybody 10, 24 times for a 24-hour blessing. Then you see somebody. <laughs> this man. <laughs> so you see, I ask people at 10, you make your hand like that. <laughs> it means I am telling. <laughs> because it's like, you remember some things. You remember some things, and those things are telling you that, no, 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 no. This thing this man is saying, <laughs> it won't work. Hallelujah. So the, 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 the prophet had to confront the man and say to the man, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not taste of it. Sometimes we need to confront 
certain people and certain situations. Hallelujah. Somebody say confront. Sometimes it's a thought in your mind, but you need to confront it. You need to learn to talk to yourself. How many know how to talk to yourself? Uh, I, don't, I don't know whether there are people in this room who know how to talk to themselves. But, but in Psalm 42, come with me to Psalm 42. Learn how to talk to yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Learn how to talk to yourself. Learn how to talk. Psalm 42 verse 5 says that, My soul, why are you cast down? Why are you disquieted in me? Hope in God. Someone say, hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. For my help is, he is the helper of my countenance. I shall yet praise him. I shall yet give him glory. I shall yet, my soul, my soul, verse 6. Why are you cast within me? I remember you from the land of Jordan. And from the height of Hermon. From the mill of Milza, from the hill of Milza, Lord, I worship you. Lord, I, I see, when you remember what God has done, that is why it's very important to, to give testimonies and hear people's testimonies. That is why it is not a good thing when you have a testimony and you sit on it. Because you're sitting on, on your testimony is somebody's breakthrough that you have denied them of. Did you understand what I said? Because if God could bless Sister A, I know my blessing is coming. If Sister B got married, I know I'll get married. If Brother A did the same job I'm doing and has bought a brand new house and a brand new car, I know mine is coming because his testimony is my, the key to my victory. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need to hear the word of God. You need to hear the word of God. And you need to confront the doubts. And he confronted doubt by the word of God. Some of them would say the word of God. Bible says in First John 5, for anything that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Hallelujah. Our faith in God is what overcomes. And you see, your faith is not what you believe. Contrary to popular opinion. Can I say it again? Your faith is not, it is not what, just what you believe. We ask for what we believe. We can all say we believe. But you see, your faith is what you say and do. So what comes out of you is what is inside of you. When you are squeezed, what comes out? Is who you are made of. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. If you go home, take the sponge and squeeze it and see what comes out. If it is soap, then it means the sponge is full of. If it is water, it means the sponge is full of. If it is oil, the sponge is full of. Hallelujah. Are you understand what I'm saying? So when you are squeezed, what comes out of you is who you are. When situations presses you, and you are all you do is cry, it means you are full of tears. Ah, you didn't like what I said. Can I say it again? I say when situation presses you, and all that comes out of you is tears, it means you are full of what? 
if situation presses you and all that comes out of you is swearing and cussing, then it means you are full of Hallelujah. When you are squeezed, what comes out of you is who you are. So when you learn to talk to yourself and tell yourself what the word of God says and tell yourself and and convince yourself and begin to walk in the word, then it means you are full of the word of God. Hallelujah. So when the officer comes and he says, look, when the voice of the enemy comes and says, look, when things make you feel this thing cannot be. You need to learn how to speak to yourself. Some say, I will speak to myself. I will speak to my situation. Yeah. It is true that there's a famine. Do you know that at the time the king was hungry? The officer was hungry. The prophet was also hungry. Everybody's hungry. Can you imagine everybody's hungry and somebody comes to say that tomorrow there will be more food than you can eat? (laughs) You know, if you don't take care, you will slap the guy. (laughs) It, it, It looks like you are mocking us. Hallelujah. And the Bible goes on to say that there were four leprous men. Someone say leprous men. See, there is nothing in the Bible that is there for fun. It didn't say there was a leper. It didn't say that there was a leper and his friend. Or it didn't say that there were lepers. It said that there were what? Four leprous men. Who sat. You see, if you're going to be and enjoy the overflow, the company you keep is very important. I say, if you're going to enjoy the blessings of God, the company you keep is very, very important. Look at your neighbor in the face. Just look at him. Don't, don't, don't say, don't smile. Don't just look at him and look straight. Do you look at them? Look at them again. And then look straight. Your blessing or your defeat is linked to them. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Your blessing or your defeat is linked to the person sitting that is close to you. Because they either enhance your faith or enhance your doubt. So someone says that blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth Hate fruit in his season. Then he goes on to say that whatever he does will prosper. But the ungodly is not so. They are like the chaff which is blown by the wind. Hallelujah. 
So when you are standing in the way of sinners, walking the, in the counsel of the ungodly, and standing, standing by sinners and sitting in scoffs, in the, the seat of the scornful with the scoffers, the blessing will pass you by. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. The blessing will pass you by. Listen, the Bible says that evil communication corrupts all good manners. The people you communicate with, they either enhance your faith or they steal from you. Hallelujah. It's amazing. Even in the church, I've seen it happen. When some people befriend others, I know that as a matter of time, they will backslide. When they, back, they, 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 they befriend some people, I know that they will do well. It, 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 because if you have been around for a while, you know. There's a, 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 an African proverb that show me your friend and I'll show you your character or your end. It's not in the Bible, but it has a version of the, of the Bible. Can two work? Amos chapter two, verse two. Three verse three. Can two work? Except they, they agree. So, show me your friend, and I'll show you your destination. Because the person you agree with, that's where you are going. If all your friends are divorced, and you're a married person, it's only a matter of time you'll be divorced. If all your friends are unemployed, and perpetually unemployed, and you have a job, it's only a matter of time. Everybody leaves their wives and you become a friend of them. Don't mind your wife chop by where you, you, you eat. Or all of that cheating on their, their wives and you're a friend. It's only a matter of time. Hallelujah. The company you keep. The, the, the guys were sitting, you see, in those days, the leprosy, when you have leprosy, they, they, they thought leprosy was a contagious disease. So when you get leprosy, they quarantine you. And to quarantine you, they quarantine you outside the gates. So if you are a married man with your family and you get leprosy, they go and add you to the leprous people outside the gates. It so happens that these leprous people were people of faith. So they decided to start that we are hungry. Yes, we are hungry. It is hard. Yes, it's hard. But they ask themselves, why sit we here till we die? Number four. Is it number four or number three? Number three. Number, number three was a company. Number four, question your situation. Why sit we here till we die? Why sit we here till we die? You see, you can never enjoy the overflow when you accept your situation. If there is famine, hey, we are all hungry. Things are hard. Yes, things are hard. The men that have come these days, they are no good. They are not very faithful men. So it's better for us not to marry as women, 
and stay single than to marry. And you accept that situation. Guess what? Once you accept the situation, the situation won't change. Anything you accept comes to you. Anything you reject goes away from you. Hello? Oh, are you with me? Yeah. So, so when, when, when your situation is bad, question it. When things are not working the way they ought to work, question it. Ask yourself, why am I in this? You have a husband or a boyfriend who is, who is more than Mike Tyson. Always giving you jabs and left hooks. Question the situation. Ask yourself, is this all that I am good for? Am I a punching bag? Am I a sparring partner? Do I look like a boxer? Question the situation. You are in a workplace and your boss is always insulting you and using uh, expletives on you, calling you words that are no good. Question the situation. Is this what is this all I'm good for? Don't accept negative things. Don't accept negative situations. Don't accept negative. Uh, do you want me to go and stand behind the pulpit? I think the, the camera people are struggling with me moving around. Hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. I said do what? Question your situation and not only do you question but confront it. So I say confront your situation. Yes, confront the situation. Is this all I'm good for? Some people in this room, you need to confront certain situations and walk away from them. Oh, I said walk away from them. These guys were sitting in a place, entrance of the gate, and there was a famine there. There's a famine in the city. There's a famine where they were, and there's a famine in the, in, in the camp of the Syrians, as far as they were concerned. But then they decided that, am I going to sit here and, and die here, or should I go into the city and know very well that the city has nothing in there? They said, no, we cannot. Let's confront our situation. Hallelujah. You need to confront. Say, why is it we here till we die? And they said that this is what we are going to do. We are going to get up and go to the Syrians' camp and enter there. If they keep us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. We shall only die. See, sometimes the fear of death is what paralyzes and incapacitates us. Sometimes the fear of shame is what keeps us in a situation. The fear of failure is what makes us, if I leave this job, 
What will happen to me? What if it fails? But ask yourself, what is the worst that can happen? See, the, 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 the medicine or medication against fear is asking yourself, what is the worst that can happen? And Paul gives the best antidote to, to fear. In Philippians 1.21, he says that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So the worst that can happen to me is death. And if I die, my friend sang a song, if I live, I live for you. Should I die, I die for you. In all my ways, I am ever yours. If I live, I live for you. If I live, I live for you. Should I die, I die for you. In all my way, I am ever. can get to the place where you are not afraid of death because if I live I live for Christ if I die I gain Christ you know Esther said that you guys pray outside I am also going to fast with my maidens and I am going to rise and go to the king's chamber if I perish, I perish. Whatever will happen, let it happen. See, life says what you want. I have it. But I'm not going to release it just because you want it. If you have guts, come for it. And I heard the word of God say that from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. So when you can get to a place where you say to yourself that if I live, I live for God. If I die, I gain Christ. I will rise and go to the camp. We, so they rose up and they went. And the Bible says that as they were going, as they went, the Lord amplified the voice and the noise of the walk the chains, you know, those times the, the um, leprous people used to have bells and chains around their uh, ropes and skirts so that um, as they are going, it makes noise to alert people not to get close to them. Are you with me? So when they are going, they are cling, cling, cling. Give me, give me the bell. Give me the bell. So pa part of Part of uh, uh, 
they have to have something to alert people. So as they are going, it's like that. And then they have to shout, unclean, 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 so that people don't come close to them to be infected by the leprosy. And the Bible says that as they were walking, can you imagine four people with little bells coming? It doesn't sound much, but... When God amplifies the little bell, it sounds like it sounds like horses and chariots. It sounds like the kings of Egypt have been hired. The kings of the Hittites have been hired. It sounds like God has come through. Hallelujah. And, 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 and I remember, I remember the scripture that says that when, when Jesus blessed the bread and he gave to the disciples and he said that give it to them. When he was blessing the bread, it was how many loaves in his hands and how many fishes so three and two when he lifted the, the bread and the fish up how many were in his hands three and two five and two when he gave it to the disciples how many did they have five and two but it was when they started breaking and distributing that is when the increase and the miracle happened. See, sometimes we are sitting there waiting for God to come through for us. But God is also sitting and waiting for us to rise up so that he can bless the work of our hands. Hallelujah. I came to tell somebody it is time to rise up. Even in this difficult situation and this difficult time, rise up, start the business. It is in the starting and the doing of the business that God is going to bless you. Oh, I didn't think, I don't think I have the right church in this place. I don't think I have the right congregation in this place. Uh, you should be more excited than you are now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they went into the camp. And they went to the first tent. It was empty. They entered the tent and they found food. And they ate the food. And they drank some drinks. And then they saw gold and saw silver. But the Bible says that they went and hid it. Remember last week we talked about two types of mindsets. The mindset of scarcity and the mindset of surplus. If you have a mindset of scarcity, you will hide the gold and hide the silver and hide the food. Because the gold and the silver and the food is in short supply. So when you give it, you don't have enough for yourself. But when you have a mind of surplus, you know that it is never going to finish. How many are hiding some oxygen as we sit here? You are hiding some spare oxygen. Just in case. You see all these greedy looking people sitting here. They will, they will, they will sniff all the oxygen in the room. So let me hide a few, a few pockets of oxygen in my bag. In case we need more oxygen right now. I have my spare oxygen in my bag. 
Is there anybody like that in this room? Come for deliverance. We don't think like that. Why? Because when it comes to oxygen, we have a surplus mindset. Hallelujah. I pray that you have that mindset for everything else. Because it is only when we have that mindset of blessing, of, of surplus, that we will go to the king's gate and say to the king, we went into the camp of the Syrians and we saw that there was food, plenty. We saw food, plenty. Hallelujah. But if you don't have that mindset, you will, you will stay in the camp of the Syrians and you'll be hiding until the Syrians return and come and catch you. You know that after a while, the Syrians would have returned. But for the king and the, the, the whole of the land coming to the camp, the Syrians would have returned. Sometimes our stinginess and our greed is what tends to poverty. Hallelujah. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. So what number are we on? Number five. So number five is change your mindset. Change your mindset. I, I, did I give you um, num, no, number four? That God blesses the work of your hands. Sorry? Question the situation. The next one is, God blesses the work of our hands. So when you start to rise, that's what I was talking about. When you rise and you are walking, that is when God blesses. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 12, it says that the Lord will open for to you the, his good treasure of heaven and give rain to your land in this season and bless all the work of your hand and you shall lend to many nations and not borrow. Hallelujah. The, 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 the work is where the blessing is. The work is where the blessing is. Did you hear it? The work is where the blessing is. The work is where the blessing of the overflow is. A lot of us, we want to treat God like a lottery ticket. You just wake up one morning and you are suddenly a millionaire. But that doesn't, that's not the type of God we serve. The type of God we serve is a God that blesses the work of our hands. Hallelujah. And the next one is what? The mindset change. Amen? The mindset change. The mindset change. Amen. And number, what number are we on? Remember the overflow blessing is not just for you, Mr. Leper, but for you to become a channel of blessing to others. Are you with me? The leprous men had to remember that the miracle that they saw was not just for them, but was for the whole city. God was only going to use them as a channel of the blessing. Remember my teacup. Can I have my teacup with the overflow tea? You see that 
we said in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When God is your shepherd, he gives you tea full, a cup full of tea. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me beside still waters. And then I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I fear no evil for he's with me. His rod and staff comfort me. Then he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And my cup runs over. So the first instance is a full cup. And the second instance is what? A run over cup. And I said to you last week that the run over, you see the tea that has spilled on the saucer, that blessing is for others. The one inside the cup may be for you. So you see, God expects you to be blessed more than you need because he wants to use you to bless others. Are you with me? So if you make a mistake and you drink the tea that is in the saucer, Immediately, God says, this one is actually a desert person. So, God says that I will take away my blessing from you. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, 3 verse 8, will a man rob God? And then he says, and he says, wherein have we robbed you? Then he says that in tithes and in offerings. Because I gave you more than you needed. I gave you a full cup to overflow. And I wanted you to give the little, the 10% inside the, the saucer. I wanted you to give it back to the house of the Lord. But you kept that one too. See a church like this, only 20% pay their tithe. And you, you haven't thought about it that of all this time that you have been taking the, the saucer tea, it hasn't blessed you. Oh, now the player has gone quiet. Now, now you don't want me to preach again. Give me more volume. Uh, countryman, give me more volume. of God that one says let's give an offering you start reaching for the coins have you seen the saucer have you seen how much tea is left you see as you keep drinking what is others that God has given to your possession it tends to poverty. Bible says that the one that withholds more than meets, it tends to poverty. Because see, how else can God bless a poor person behind you? Let's say this person is a poor person. God forbid she's not, but let's say she's a poor person. The only way God can, and God wants to bless, let's say I'm God and I want to bless this one. If I went and I knocked on her door and I put a bag of gold by her door, she would be afraid. If I sent an angel, can you imagine? You wake up in the middle of the night and there's an angel on your, standing on your bed with a bag of gold. My daughter, my daughter, I have come with a bag of gold. 
you may run away and leave the goal. So God won't do that. The only way God is going to do it is going to come to you and give you guys more than you need. And as you bless her, then God says, oh, as for this person. Now this time God wants to bless him. So he will come again, bless you some more. And then you bless him. Then he wants to bless him. So let's say him and her, they are married. Hey, today they will fight. <laughs> let's say God wants to bless him and her. They are going to get married. They are going to do the wedding. They don't have any money. Then you come say, because of the blessing that God has blessed us, we are taking your reception. The whole reception, we are going to finance it. Immediately, God knows that I have found my agent of blessing here. I have found somebody here that if I want to bless anybody, I use this person, give this person so that they can bless others. But let's say this too. <laughs> you should see the eye that they are giving me. I'm not scared of you, <laughs> I don't fear you. <laughs> let's say these people. I come. Same thing. I want to bless this, this lady. So I bless this too. Go and bless her. Uh, uh, honey, you see, we have just built one house. We need to build another house. And then, hey, then God comes again, gives you something more. Go and bless. And honey, now we have built the second house. Let's build the third one. We want a holiday home. Hey, come and give you again. If you are God, would you do that? No. Last week I said that the land that is a desert and the river, they are two lands. They receive the same amount of rain. But when the river re receives it, it passes it on. So it receives and pass on. It receives. So when you go near the river, there's a lot of green, a lot of life around it. There's fish inside of it. There's, uh, uh, you know, things are flourishing around it. But when you go to the desert, it receives the same amount of rain. But it swallowed everything. Because of the greed and selfishness. So guess what? It is dry. No living thing is there. Nobody comes to patronize or, or fraternize there. Why? Because it has a mindset of selfishness. Hallelujah. I pray that we will walk in the overflow. I say I pray that we will walk in the overflow. Give me verse 18. Verse, verse 18. Let's close with verse 18. go. So it happened just as the man of God has spoken to the king saying two sheets of barley for a shekel and a sheet of fine flour for a shekel shall, shall be sold tomorrow about this time at the gate. Go on. Let's read on. Then that, that officer, someone said that officer. That officer then that officer had answered the man of God and said, now look, if the Lord will open the windows of heaven, 
could such a thing be? And he had said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gates, and he died. The doubters will always be trampled and die in their own blood. As you walk into the overflow, I want you to go home with this, that you are a channel of blessing. You are a source of a blessing to somebody. From today, I want you to have a liberal attitude. I want you to know that you are God's agent of blessing. So that everything you have is not just for you alone. But everything you have is some of it. Somebody says some of it. A great portion of it is for others. Your blessing is for others. That job you have is for others. So that you open the door for others to come in. The money you have is for others also. So learn to be a giver. In, in, in verse 10, Malachi chapter 3 verse 10, let's, let's look at it. He says that, and prove me in this wise, if I will not open the windows, bring all the tithes into the house, that there may be food in my house, and try me or prove me in this, says the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out such a blessing that you cannot receive. Hallelujah. I will pour you such a blessing that you cannot receive. If only... You, 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 have, you will have that liberal attitude. See, when he says that, if I will not open the windows of heaven, look at it, and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. What does that mean? It means overflow. That overflow, when there's no room, it spills out. And when it spills out, others receive it. Let's say you have a cat in the, in the place. The overflow drink goes to the cat. Hallelujah. Are you with me? I, I am praying for all of us to become liberal in life, to be givers. How many are going to become givers in this place? Stand to your feet.